0: Hello, hi, and welcome to this episode of the Mandy Mayer podcast. I think from now onwards I should start singing that sort of introduction that I do. Hello and hi and welcome to the Mandy Mayer podcast. No, that sounded more like a radio presenter. Maybe that's the way to go. Welcome to another episode of your favorite South African podcast. <laughs> Look at me making up shit again. I've been going through a lot of the comments on my post and a lot of my DMs and that's how I came up with today's episode or the topic of today's episode because i I know, I know for a fact, I mean, I have the data, I have the the questions asked that a lot of the times we don't see progress within our health expeditions because there is too much focus being put on things that don't really play such a big role as what people believe they do play. And the moment you start fixating or placing a huge amount of emphasis on these things, that's often where you forget. Forget about the basics, which are the fundamentals. The basics of this health expedition are going to be the things that bring about your success or your progress. But unfortunately, the basics are overlooked by you, by everyone else that is placing emphasis on the things that aren't really vital that then can cause a huge amount of overwhelm and also make you feel despondent and that is potentially why you might be giving up after two weeks or after three weeks because maybe you can't hit the perfect macronutrient split maybe the supplements that you bought at your favorite pharmacy are not giving you the kick that you wanted them to give you maybe your all or nothing mindset and your emphasis on perfectionism is getting in the way of you creating consistency maybe the opinions of other people is the thing that that is getting you down and maybe, just maybe, not maybe, I know this for a fact, the overemphasis and overfixation on that number on the scale instead of identifying other health markers and progress within those areas of your other health markers is the thing that is getting you down and that is why you give up. So today on this episode, I'm going to touch on six things that don't matter as much as you think they do matter. And I mean, in this introduction of two minutes, just over two minutes, I already touched on all six of the things. But of course, in true Mandy style, I'm going to elaborate on those six things. I'm going to tell you why I feel they don't matter as much as what you believe they do. And then I'm going to explain to you why or what you could be focusing on instead that is more basic, that is going to help you lay down those solid foundations, focus on the fundamentals of setting up a successful health expedition for yourself. Before I get into that, if you've got a moment to spare, please rate or review this podcast as well as share it with a friend, a family member, or a dog, or a cat, or a sister, or a brother, or an auntie, or an uncle. I mean, with anyone, it would be much appreciated. Thanks to every single one of you who have purchased a virtual coffee. Again, I do appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. Let's get straight into this episode. Number one, your macronutrient split. So I got a comment yesterday on one of the posts that I did with someone saying, and I use this as an example because the question for me was, A bloody good example that I could use So thank you so much if you are listening to this For posting this comment It was, I am in my calories Or I'm in my calorie budget, for the lack of better words Every single day But the moment I go over that split Or those grams of carbohydrates I start feeling a bit of guilt And it feels like I've done something wrong Now, for me, this is something That I need to touch on Because, number one, your calories are going to be king They are going to be fundamental And that is why I say your macronutrient split can be very, very much not overrated. That's That's not the best of words to use But I think way too much emphasis Is placed on macronutrient splits And I also think you place in way too much pressure On yourself To hit the exact amount of carbohydrates and fats And it can be so difficult To hit the exact amount of these things And then if you do go over your carbs For example You start feeling guilty And that's the last thing That I ever want anyone to feel About food So you need to take a step back in that Moment and be like, cool. All my calories in check for the day. Absolutely, hundred percent fine. Let's move on. If you go over carbs by one gram, not a train smash. Go over fats by one gram, not a train smash. And I will take it a step further and say that I don't think that we should be tracking every single macronutrient down to the t because it can lead to quite a disordered sort of eating pattern. It can lead to an unhealthy relationship with food. And that is something that we want to break free from at the end of the day. And I'm going to take it a step further and say if you're not a bodybuilder, a professional bodybuilder that is competing, there's absolutely no reason for you to be fully fixated on every single split of every single macronutrient, especially fats and carbohydrates. So essentially what you want to do is you want to focus on your calories, then you want to make calculated decisions with those calories. So by that I mean have a variety of different food groups and if there's one macronutrient you're going to focus on make that your protein then you know you're focusing on your calorie consumption per day and then you're looking at increasing your protein with a variety of other different food groups throughout the day and I'm going to tell you now your macronutrient split will sort itself out and it's going to remove that overwhelm of hitting the exact amount of fats and carbohydrates but I do place emphasis on a variety of different food groups within your plan as you proceed. You want to look at nutrient-dense foods, you want to look at whole foods, you want to look at fresh foods, you want to look at lean meats, you want to look at meats, for example, you want to look at some fats added into that plan as well, and that's a variety of choices. But you don't need to focus on every single little gram of fats and carbohydrates because that causes so much overwhelm and fat loss can take place without being overly fixated on every single gram of absolutely everything. Number two, supplements. I don't know why and even me, I did this every time I thought of fat loss and getting healthy. The first thing I did was run to the Dyschem Pharmacy and go buy all the supplements they had on offer. The supplements are not going to work if you don't actively start making a change within your lifestyle. That is the most important thing is to start building long-lasting healthy habits and no supplement can do that for you. A supplement is essentially you supplementing something that you are lacking, so something you are not getting from your diet or your lifestyle, and I use pre-workout, for example, or whatever it is, a lot of people are like, oh, I need energy to go to the gym, I need to smash out the gym seven times a week, and I'm feeling so drained, I'm feeling so exhausted, and then you take pre-workouts, fucking get some sleep, rest, relax, recover, and then go and smash those gym workouts, Now I'm not saying don't use the supplements, but don't turn to supplements straight off the bat. First, look what areas in your lifestyle you can make changes to. Look what healthy habits you can create after a couple of weeks or a couple of months. Assess where you're at and then look if there's potential supplements that you do want to add. But I can tell you again, creating a healthy lifestyle and eliciting fat loss can all take place without the addition of supplements. Now, when I speak of supplements, you need to remember I'm speaking of these fat loss burners. I'm speaking of BCAAs. I'm speaking of collagen powders. I'm speaking of absolutely these things that have been sold to us in the past as best for fat loss. So before rushing to your local pharmacy to buy all the supplements, start by making some healthy changes to your lifestyle. Start by building some healthier habits. Look at getting more sleep. at drinking more water. Look at increasing the freshness of the foods that you do consume. By doing that, you'll be getting your micronutrients, your vitamins, your minerals. By sleeping and resting more, you're going to feel more energized. You don't always need to turn to a huge amount of energy drinks, etc., etc. So a lot of these supplements aren't necessarily needed, but you might feel that you need them because you've been sold that idea. So first have a look at changing your lifestyle a little bit before you rush to the local pharmacy to go buy all the supplements. Number three is, it's actually a a question I get asked a lot is, Mandy, what is the best time of the day to eat? Now, again, you're placing so much emphasis on the best time of the day to eat. If I had to tell you the best time to have lunch is at 1 p.m., that is the most optimal time for fat loss. It's not. I'm just using that as an example, right? So don't believe what I just said there. It's just an example. If I had to tell you 1 p.m. is the most optimal time for lunch for fat loss, but you can't eat it. 1pm because every day from 1pm to 2pm you have a meeting what are you going to do are you just not going to eat what what are you realistically what are you going to do you then going to believe that you can't lose fat because you can't have your lunch at 1pm right so again don't place too much emphasis on the perfect time of the day to eat it's not about the time of the day that you eat it's about the total amount of calories per day that you consume right the most important thing you have to remember is try and create a meal pattern or meal frequency that you can adhere to so breakfast at a certain time lunch at a certain time and dinner at a certain time get your hunger hormones to get in sync with that routine that pattern it will help you then identify potential hunger cues in the future but it will also help you stick to the plan so again there's no perfect time of the day to eat a perfect time of the day to to eat is a time of the day that you can adhere to that works for you that doesn't allow a massive duration between the meals which could potentially lead to snacking so again work on a meal pattern and a meal frequency that works for you and monitor your total daily calorie consumption that is going to be the most important thing A lot of people believe that if you eat after 7 p.m. at night, that is when you gain fat. And you know where that belief or that idea comes from, that myth comes from, is because most of the time the overindulgence or the snacking takes place at night when you get home from work. And that is where you overshoot your calories for the day. so it's not because you are eating at that specific time of night it's because you are eating all the nice foods that are high in calories at that time of the night and they push you over your calorie deficit for the day and that is where weight gain takes place so it's a combination of all the calories that you consume throughout the day Number four is going to be a very short one. This is something that most people think is very, very important, but it really is not. Everyone believes you need the perfect plan. You've got to wait for the perfect time. You've got to just everything has to be perfect or else it's not going to work. This is bullshit. You don't need the perfect plan. You're never going to have the perfect plan. The plan is going to be tweaked as you go along. There is never going to be a right time. What you need is the consistent plan plan that's what you need consistency over perfection if you don't have the perfect plan welcome to the fucking club none of us have the perfect plan you need to acknowledge that there is no perfect plan you need to stop placing so much fixation and emphasis on having the perfect plan and if something doesn't go according to your plan Don't throw the entire bloody plan away, tweak the plan, learn from it, move on, implement the changes into your next day's plan and routine. There's never going to be a perfect plan and I will say this over and over and over again. Your most important plan is creating one that helps you create consistency. So if some random person out there tells you that you have to hit 12,000 steps per day, For fat loss, which is then part of the perfect plan, and you can't hit 12,000 steps a day, you're not going to be able to adhere to it. Create, quote-unquote, for the lack of better words, the perfect plan for you, if we want to use that word perfect, right? So again, if you're currently on 3,000 steps per day, set your plan up to 4,000 steps per day. If you're currently on one glass of water per day, set your plan for two glasses of water per day her day right? Then what you do after every week, you assess that. How much steps did you get? How much water did you consume? Okay, cool. For the week after that, look at gradually increasing those targets and continue tweaking the plan as you move forward. That, my friends, is how you are going to create consistency as well, because you are creating a plan for yourself, by yourself. What is better than that? You have designed your own plan, a plan that you You can adhere to and not a generic plan that some super fit. Person has written out for you a super fit person that has never struggled with being overweight in their lives, right? So, again, create your own plan. Yes, it might feel as though it's taking a little bit longer, yes, it might seem a little bit difficult in the beginning, but I can tell you now, in no time, you will become a pro at doing these things. And, like I said, it's designed by you for you. What is better than that? What is going to help the adherence more than that? nothing. And then the fifth thing that doesn't matter as much as we think it matters is the opinion of other people. Every single person that you meet or that you know is going to have an opinion on the exercise you do, an opinion on the food that you are eating, an opinion on absolutely everything. This can get a person down. I have heard so many opinions about my initial fat loss phase, my maintenance phase. I've heard opinions about my body as we sit and speak about it today. I've heard opinions about absolutely everything. If I had to take all those opinions to heart and let them get me down, or if I listened to some of the most random rubbish opinions, I wouldn't be where I am today. Now, I know it is difficult to not take these opinions to heart. I totally get that. I really, really do do. But again, it's about saying, cool, just believing in yourself and trusting yourself and trusting the process and knowing that you are doing this for you and you are making the right choices for you. I have this thing and I know it might sound a bit harsh or I don't even actually know what the word is, but when it comes to people's opinions, if I don't have your number saved in my phone as a priority, as a person that I would reach out to, then the opinion is not an opinion that I must take to heart. So say, for example, I've got my mom's priority. And when I put my phone on do not disturb, the only number that is unblocked from the do not disturb is my mom's number. And I know that if she had to give an opinion on something, I would listen to it, I would take it to heart, and I would chat to her about it. And the other day, because I've been called out a fair amount of times, every single day at least 10 times, for my swearing and... I actually spoke to my mom the other day about it and I asked for her opinion on it because her opinion does matter. But again, if it's some random person off the street that I would not go for advice to or I don't have their number saved on my phone, then their opinion doesn't play a massive role in my life at the end of the day. If some random that follows me on Instagram comes to me and says to me, Mandy, you swear too much, it's pathetic, whatever, whatever, It, it, it I, that opinion doesn't matter to me. If one of my members of my six-week program come to me and say to me, oh, Mandy, you swear too much, which I, I don't, by the way. On a program, there is no swearing because I know there's little kiddies running around in the background, etc., etc. But if someone had to say something to me, then yes, I would take that opinion to heart as well because I work very closely with every single one of my members. But again, a random person coming to you with their opinion, a work colleague, a aunt or an uncle who you haven't seen for five years. Try not take those opinions to heart. I know it is difficult because sometimes people's opinions do hit a spot. Sometimes they do hurt. Take a moment to step back and just remind yourself that you are doing your best and you are giving it your best. And trust the process and trust your choices and your decisions. And then number six the thing that really doesn't matter as much as you think it does is that number on the scale, the progress on the scale. Now, before all of you shouted me from behind the device you are listening to this episode on, I totally get that we want to measure progress on the scale. I get it. And with every single one of my members as well, I support it because you do want to see progress on the scale, but it's not Only about that number on the scale. If you can take a health marker, for example, let's say your blood pressure or your cholesterol levels, and you get a reading for that, then after six months, go for another reading and actually measure progress in that area because your health markers are so much more important than that number on the scale. And believe it or not, you can reduce your cholesterol levels, your blood pressure, you can make a significant significant in on those levels and become a healthier sort of person in that area without a massive shift on that number on the scale. Always, always keep that in mind for me. Your body composition can change without seeing a massive shift on that scale. And I know it's so difficult to believe right now, but once you start identifying all the health changes, all the positive health changes, once you start feeling that renewal, sense of energy because you've added exercise to your life or you've added more nutrient-dense foods to your day, that's when you realize, shit, this is about so much more than just that number on the scale. And because you tackling these daily non-negotiables of yours for your healthy habits every single day, you build a level of confidence within yourself. You potentially become more organized. You potentially just become so much more of a, "Mm, I can do this kind of person. And that has a majorly positive benefit on your mental health as well. So yes, I know that we like looking for progress on that scale, but I want you to know today that it isn't the most important thing about this health expedition your health is always going to be number one, that is always going to be the most important thing and by making healthier changes to your lifestyle a byproduct of that can be fat loss and that is an extra added bonus on top of your health markers improving, on top of your mental health improving, on top of your energy and your mood improving, those are all things that are going to be amazing changes that do take place but often those are the changes that we miss that we don't see because we are overly fixated on that number on the scale so again identify some of those other health markers and use them as a level or a way of measuring your progress as well On that note, I'm going to love and leave you like I usually do. Keep smiling, keep laughing, and keep being kind to one another. Much love your friend who believes in you and wants you to stop listening to other people's opinion about your personal expedition. Mandy.